Superlight, Episode 6. Rock Hatfield, best-selling author, producer, and innovator, reads his new groundbreaking novel, Superlight. The author blends myths and ideas from the ancient astronaut theory and the Hebrew Bible to tell a story that will open the mind to new possibilities and distant worlds, all under the creation of the One. This is Superlight. The streets of the Ethereum homeworld, called that land, were paved with gold, paid for by all the data that was being collected from drivers all over the material universe. Everyone had mansions and vast, unimaginable wealth. They passed a law that no Ethereans could create any new inventions without the expressed agreement of the One. Excuse me, Brad says, I heard my driver speak of the One. Yes, the One is the Creator, it is the All. When a call to One is issued, all Ethereans must join in a melding. The Ethereum light force is joined into one from the all. Everything melds into the one. A number of dismayed Ethereans broke away and formed the new empire. We members of the new empire wanted a more harmonious society with further invention and revelation. The unknown is infinite. The old dominion and the new empire have been at war for millions of years. Our concern now is the drivers trapped on Earth. The old dominion placed an energy net around the sector of space that keeps Ethereans from venturing beyond it. This section of space, which includes Earth, is a prison. It was designed to hold violators of the invention laws enacted by the Old Dominion. So now you have some insight into the current dilemma. The zeolite device you have created violates all the laws of the Old Dominion. Your driver and many others were imprisoned in this sector of space for creating unauthorized technology within the Metaverse. The Old Dominion wants the zeolite destroyed along with any traveler that have been contaminated by it. It corrupts the data that they so much require. They stand to lose quad blocks of data. The new empire is unconcerned. We're not operating under a data economy. We are your allies and will provide protection where we can. Thank you for meeting with us today and we will continue our interactions. The two small greys are waiting to usher the trio back to the portal door. They pass through the door and walk down the little staircase out onto the hangar floor. The static electricity raises their hair as the silver disc folds its landing gear and leaves as it came. Brad, Barbara, and Bill stand and watch the little grey's ship back out of the hangar and fly away, disappearing in seconds. A distant clap of thunder rolls over the hangar. They broke the sound barrier as they were leaving, Bill says. They're all just looking at each other. Do you want to bring the super light here now? Barbara asks. Yes, why yes I do, Captain. Good, I say we take a black manta and rendezvous with your crew tonight under cover of darkness. You can call them with my encrypted satellite phone. Tell them to go get a burner and call back ASAP Barbara's, says, as she hands Brad her phone. Not a word of any of this outside this facility, right? Barbara says with a quizzical look on her face, right? Brad and Bill say, Linda, get Jason Anderson on the phone for me, stat. Arthur Abramson yells, the senator is aggravated with news he has received from the director of the FBI. He has learned that the bureau has failed to seize any significant components of the Superlight project. The actual device and major supporting equipment was not at the location provided by the senator. I have him on the line, Senator, Linda says. Line 3. Jason, what the fuck is going on up there? The senator asks with disdain. Honestly, Senator, I don't know. You didn't tell me you were going to have this place raided by dozens of agents. You have caused quite a shitstorm with the news media, Jason remarks. I don't give a fat fuck about Brad Hilliard and his stupid company. I want that device in the safe hands of the U.S. government. Hilliard has no idea what's coming for him. 
Doc, I hope you are not a part of this little disappearing act. Where is Hilliard right now? And his lab staff, where are they? I'm not kidding, Doc, I'm not fucking around. Jason is speechless. He has never heard of Bramson so manacle. Senator, I have zero idea where any of them are. We have been trying to contact them since 4 o'clock this morning. Obviously, they moved all their equipment out last night. Someone must have tipped them off. Okay, Doc. If you hear anything, and I mean anything, let me know. The phone goes dead. Geez, Jason sighs. The pace aboard the Stancha Transgalactica has picked up. Excelsior Andrell has just been told that an old Dominion diplomatic envoy is en route to the new Empire border zone. The border zone in this sector of space is vast. System X055, the solar system that is home to Earth, is at the furthest point out on a spiral arm of the galaxy, any further, and you are in intergalactic space, the vast barren space between the Milky Way and its nearest neighbor, Andromeda. Millions of light years of nothing. This is why the Old Dominion chose this sector for its prison depot. The Excelsior instructs his crew to bring out the blade. Yes, Excelsior, it is made so, a little gray says. The massive space that Brad, Barbara, and Bill walked through earlier is now the center of attention. A number of tall greys have huddled into a tight group. They are standing around a large crystal structure that is glowing red like an ember. The group chants, Tinko, Tinch, Nataben, Talos. A bright glowing energy field appears in the hangar, and a large, spectacular starship takes solid form on the hangar floor. The large vessel was just manifested into being from the ether. The tall greys are masters of the levers of reality. They have practiced the language of manifest for billions of years. They can bring forth anything they can truly conceive from the energy that binds all matter in the matterverse. The blade is a massive long black wedge-shaped vessel. It can break the time barrier. Time is a force in the matterverse, but not in the Ethereum worlds. In order to cross vast distances, the blade slices through the field that causes time, a hot knife through butter. Once the blade reaches full speed, it freezes time and rises above it, into a state much like the forces in the Aethria. If a destination is one million light years away, it can travel the distance in mere minutes. It would take a million years in this realm, but by rising up above time, it can travel to far flung outposts almost instantly. Excelsior Andorel is going to take a small response team with him to meet the Old Dominion envoy. The border zone is 60,000 light years away. The blade can be there in minutes. Barbara is standing in a corridor that leads to hotel suite-like rooms for traveling officers and civilian contractors. She knocks at Brad's door. Brad opens and motions her in. The room is spacious, nicely appointed. The captain asks, Are you getting settled in? Yes, no problem, my sweet, Brad remarks. Well, we spare no expense here at Club Space Force. Barbara quips, Hey, did you speak with your people, Brad? I was able to make arrangements with them. It is difficult because they have family to consider. I told them it would be just a few days. Hopefully, we can come up with some sort of long-term solution. Did you put together a plan to meet them and collect the superlight? Barbara asks. Walter's brother owns an old cabin near a lake just north of the city. He says there is a big open meadow nearby that would be perfect and secluded to make the pickup. Great. Barbara responds. Tell them to meet us out there at 1 a.m. I am going to get the crew briefed, and we should leave in a couple of hours, so be ready and oh. Have them send us the GPS coordinates. The Old Dominion diplomatic envoy is made up of three vessels, all of which have light-to-matter transfer capabilities. The Old Dominion has an advanced fleet, intergalactic cruisers, the ship stock on the Ethereum homeworld, at the area the birthplace of the Ethereum race. The realm of Aetheria is almost the same as the Matterverse, as above, so it is below. 
above below, just a matter of perspective. The energy that allows both worlds to exist vibrate at very different rates. Everything in the light realm is vibrating at frequencies far beyond the matter world. The One created the formula for transmuting light energy into quantum energy. This allowed the One to create a copy of the Ethereum universe into matter, creating a whole new universe to work and play in. This new creation opened up unknown before opportunities for trillions of Ethereum citizens. Millions of new companies started up, creating software-based organic life forms that they spread among the new universe. Soon, an economy of data emerged. Suddenly, billions of Ethereans were working at creating methods of collecting data and writing more and more software. The Ethereum economy became a wash and wealth, all based on software code. Every company was tasked with a mandate to outperform their competitors. As a result, the matter world was populated with highly sophisticated sensor packages, nicknamed waterbots, due to their primary build elements of hydrogen and oxygen, the most abundant and readily available elements in the matterverse. The abundance of wealth, technological discovery, transformed the Ethereum worlds into a paradise, where anyone could have anything by just thinking about it. Ambassador of the highest, Lucian Tell of the One, is aboard the his prized vessel, a type of private yacht. Ambassador Lucien Tell is the direct representative of the One, and as such, has accumulated wealth in the highest. Actually, unaccountable. His worth increases at a rate that is uncountable, for it increases at a rate that can't be defined. Look for the print version of Superlight where you buy books. Superlight is part of the Atlantium Network, a collection of books, videos, and podcasts. You can find all things Atlantium on Amazon, Lulu, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, power and glory to the one.